0: And this is my town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my town. <laughs> hey, where well, I was born, where well, I was raised, where well, I keep
1: all my yesterdays. Well, I ran off, cause I got mad, and it came to blows
0: with my old man. When well, I came back, settled down, cause where they'll put me in the ground, this is my
1: welcome to cracker culture podcast for real Paridians. thank you for joining us i'm smoking joe along with mr ford o'connell and our local commentary is also sponsored by farmer joe's fresh market located at 1401 southwest pine island road the greatest grocery store in all of lee county walking on sunshine we started the show with and I want to show you exactly why. And I want Ford's opinion. Let me, uh,
0: throw this at you: uh, the Lee County School District owns uh, how much? How big is that property? A couple acres? Three acres. Three acres of property. You want them to give it to you for one dollar? I can tell you that I spoke to an, uh, enough uh, school board members this week to have a quorum. No, I don't know the answer to that, but it's going to be. There's going to be a conversation that's going to be had that uh, that the board and superintendent and people on the beach are going to talk about a. Um, Lower than market value exchange. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You know, the vote is March 7th. So, you know, everybody tune in. We that. know for sure. But-
1: now, that man said he talked to enough school board members to get a quorum. Sunshine violation or not?
2: It appears to be a sunshine violation. The 1967 law, Chapter 286, is very clear that you have a public right to access what was said in that meeting. And if he says there was a quorum, then guess what? What was discussed in that meeting should be available to the public.
1: Now he's looking for the school board to gift him that property three acres for, he's talking about like a dollar or something. He actually said a dollar amount, he said it $1. And then, you know, well, then he'd come off at the end, you heard him say, well, they're going to at sub, a substantially lower price than it should be sold at.
2: Well, that that is another problem in and of itself that you have to provide reasonable value. The school cannot just be giving away and gifting things to other people because that's owned by the taxpayers. And therefore, the idea is that you need to exchange something of of, of equivalent value. One dollar just giving that away willy nilly with those strings attached seems extremely absurd.
1: Well, now, like I said, to have a quorum, he had to have at least four of the board. And I guarantee you, I think he had five.
2: Well, and then you should have access, the public should have access to what was discussed at that meeting. Uh, under uh, the 1967 Florida Sunshine Act, because that's the reason why it was put in place. It was prov- to provide a right of access to governmental proceedings at both the state and local level. So if there was a quorum, this was discussed, you should be having access to it. Well, I want the public to
1: know I have begged the Lee County School Board for a forensic audit, I've begged them to, to, for, to send this up to the governor. Uh, An outside investigation is needed, and I've said before, there's too many conflicts of interest here locally to have them self-investigate again. I believe, and I want your opinion, is this enough to get the governor involved?
2: I think that the governor, the governor, or some outside entity should have been involved long before we've gotten to this discussion. You and I have discussed this over the years, even before the new incoming school board came. We should have been looking at it because of the amount of money and the vendors and the contracts, et cetera. So, look, there has been more than enough over the last several years to basically have an outside audit of this, or to have the governor's office involved. Well,
1: it, it seems like it's something every every week. And, you know, again, I've said all along, the, the superintendent that you've got right now, a lot of people are saying good things about that superintendent. Now, the guy did say that he hadn't talked to the superintendent yet, but he had a quorum. So I can tell you that, uh board member uh debbie jordan i can she's not part of the quorum i can take because they don't talk to her she's on an island alone and the same with board member melissa uh, melissa uh Givinelli. now melissa Giovanelli, debbie jordan take them out of the mix that leaves four people three of them guaranteed locked in with terry miller
2: Look, again, this raises a lot of red flags. People should want to get to the bottom of this because the public has a right to know. And this is another case where you have a clique within the school board working independently at their own behest, not at the people's behest. And this is problematic. This is, look, we spend a billion dollars roughly in Lee County each year on the schools, and what are we getting in return? We should be getting a lot more than what we're getting for Lee County.
1: You're absolutely right. For well, we'll see what happens. They have a board meeting tonight, and and we'll see if it's addressed. But I think that it was on a media outlet. The man said that he had a quorum, and he he's already. And it's almost like what do they call that? Daisy channing trying to get the others to vote in line.
2: Well, you know, again, that you can argue that that's essentially intimidation. Saying, "Well, you know, it's already there, so you know, we they, they should do it officially anyway." And I mean, that's problematic. I mean, this is what's going on. This is what we talk about when we talk about the cronyism that goes on in Lee County. This has got to stop because it's not making Lee County a better place. It's just making certain people richer.
1: And, and the thing is, this particular contractor he has a questionable reputation around here already so now we're we're locking into more of these vendors with questionable reputations and i'd almost bet that you're going to tie him back to one board member that all of these questionable vendors are tied to we got to have this
2: audit forensic audit and look, we you know we we talked about that, and, and believe it or not, I believe when everyone ran for the school board who's currently in now, they said they were all for an audit, and guess what? Now they're in there. What are they not up for? An audit.
1: We'll see. We'll see what they do tonight. Well, I want to play a clip. There was a substitute teacher that was terminated here in Florida for a video placed on social media, and I just want to.
0: So like having their education interrupted, our way of handling is talking through it. But I had no way to explain my, make my kids understand. And I couldn't see when the school would have the ability to review an entire library in the middle of a school year. Uh, like I said, this is an unfunded capital project. They they've implemented without actually having a databasing system.
3: Now the district released a statement on the teacher's dismissal saying quote in discussion between the district and ESS regarding this individual's misrepresentation of the books available to students in the school's library and the disruption this misrepresentation has caused it was determined that he had violated social media and cell phone policies of his employer therefore ESS determined these policy violations made it necessary to part ways with this individual. Now the district says it's at the mercy of the law and it's also burdened by limited resources for a monumental and controversial task.
1: Now, Ford, I want your opinion. I've got my own and I promise you, I want to hear what you think this was.
2: This was an intentional misrepresentation of Florida law. They're trying to draw they're trying to draw national attention. Remember, this was a substitute teacher in Duval County who did this. And there's a trend of other Florida teachers that are unhappy with Ron DeSantis because frankly they just don't like him. So they're going to try to scream for the media to pay attention to them in the national Democratic party. This is about politics. Not about good policy. And, I, and I'm glad that this person got fired because, had they, not, and I don't like to see anybody fired, but had this person not been fired, we would have seen a lot more of these antics. You hear it all the time. Why do you think that in the national media they talk about the Roberto Clemente book being banned? They're talking about it because they're looking across the board at Hispanics, and Hispanics are flocking to the Republican Party because the Republican Party is talking about freedom. This is a false flag.
1: Yeah, that was my exact opinion. This is a pushback on DeSantis going against the woke ideology and getting rid of the CRT in schools and the DIE and all this craziness that we're living with now. That was exactly my thoughts when when I seen this. And they showed a picture of one side of the school with no books at all in there. But then there's another picture on another video that shows the other side and it's slap full. I mean, it's ridiculous, it's it's media hype
2: at its best. But this is how the Democrats operate, okay? They don't care about the truth, they don't care about what's right, what's age appropriate, you name it they just care about pushing this cancer and destroying america because they believe that you know the marxist agenda believes that we are at the the end of the capitalist era and that essentially we need to have this happen so that essentially they can gain power
1: well ford i got a special guest coming up now i want to we're going to bring on dr joe samson I would like to welcome Dr. Joe Sansong. Dr. Sansong is amongst many things a psychotherapist specializing in clinical hypnosis. Great to have you with us, Dr. Sansong. If people haven't heard of you before, that's about to change. You made some big, big uh, strides last night. Tell us what happened, Joe.
0: Well, I want you to remember back uh, when you were a young man there, Joe. You remember that movie, Spartacus? Yep. I think we just saw the first domino to fall here, and this is going to spread. I know in Collier County, the Patriots down there are working on similar resolutions, and so for all other counties across the state. And we're going to continue to push this. And uh, these are biological weapons. I've spoken to world's leading biological weapons experts. Uh, COVID 19 is a low yield, offensive biological weapon. Um, I got a paper right here that actually, um, according to Dr. Francis Boyle, who is the guy that wrote the 1989 Bioweapons and Anti-Terrorism Act, this scientific paper incriminates Anthony Fauci. Any state attorney could uh, pull forth a grand jury and indict him for murder and conspiracy to commit murder with this paper. Furthermore, um, according to Dr. Francis Boyle, and he mentions it right here in his book, good book, by the way, Resisting Medical Tyranny, not even talking about the biological weapon aspect of it, all the pharmaceutical executives could be indicted for murder and conspiracy to commit murder because malice aforethought. And uh, I'm not an attorney, but the way he explains it is just a callous disregard of human life. Uh, and they know what they were doing, because I've looked at those Pfizer clinical trial data. In fact, I remember when uh, my good buddy there, Robert Verlent, and I were at the uh, county commissioners over a year ago uh, reprimanding them for uh, giving money to the pediatric uh, mobile units for the vaccines because of Dangers. I held up that uh, Pfizer study. You know, you had 1,223 people dying there, 275 people had strokes, 61 of them uh, died that had strokes. You had uh, 42,000 adverse cases. 100, 158,000 adverse incidents. They knew this was deadly. Uh, they hid it. Um, you know, if you look at the V-safe data, the CDC hid that for over 407 days. Uh, now that is a clear violation of the Nuremberg Code, denying informed consent. Out of that V-safe data, which was 10 million people, um, and, you know, had to take. You know, court had to make it happen. 10 million people, and let me tell you something 7.7 percent of them needed medical attention. 25 percent of those people uh, uh, missed school or work because they were ill. 40 percent of those people had uh, joint pain, which is an autoimmune uh, signal. So, these weapons, um, these biological, these COVID shots are biological and technological weapons. And uh, we're calling on Governor DeSantis and the legislature to prohibit these shots. But the fact of the matter is, they are biological weapons. To Dr. Francis Boyle, by the way, they meet not only the Bioweapons Act and Anti-Terrorism Act uh, legal definition of a bioweapon, the law that he wrote, according to Florida's uh, Florida's law, they also um, meet the definition of a bioweapon. So really, the Attorney General of the State of, Mar- of Florida should immediately be seizing these vials and um, doing a forensic audit on their contents. And I think you may know that uh, Dr. Michael Yeadon, the former vice president of Pfizer, also says that these are biological weapons. And uh, go ahead, Joe.
1: Yeah, no, I've followed a lot of uh, Dr. Sanson. He, he's a great researcher. And him and Robert Valente both have put out a lot of good material on this. Ford, I know you followed this real real hard. I've heard you talk about it on other networks. What is your opinion on what uh, the resolution that uh, Dr.
2: Sanson drafted? Look, I think it's a, it's a great step forward. I think that people also need to know what their rights are under the law because, as I've discussed many times before, we saw what happened during the COVID pandemic, and something tells me that this is not the last that we're going to see in terms of pandemics and public emergencies. And what scares me here is how many people in America, not just in Florida, are willing to surrender their rights just because the government and the media tells them so.
1: Yeah, I agree, and and Joe,
0: because you got to remember now, I'm from the old. Uh, you know, I was years years ago. I was an old chairman in uh, one of Pat Buchanan's campaigns, so I've been aware of this globalism, you know, issue since 1992. And uh, so when when COVID 19 came down, I just you know when when 911 uh, happened. The aftermath of that, it was the far left and the far right that were asking questions. I naturally was on the right. So when COVID-19 came down, I instantly saw it as an extension of 9-11, and they're just trying to make the whole country to airport. So, that, that, so I automatically, my scam alert went off. And um, so, uh, yeah, uh, so that's... You know, so I kind of picked it up real early and, um, you know, because yeah, I can even probably dig up emails where I was calling the county commissioners, warning them not to lock down in, in early, uh, you know, early 2020. Uh, but, uh, you know, the data on these shots is out. These are biological weapons. This is all part of the great reset, uh, Klaus Schwab, and these psychopaths at the— um, the World Economic Forum are simply, you know, look, Dr. Michael Eden, the former vice president of Pfizer, is saying they want to depopulate the planet by 90%. And so we're going to war, and we're not going to lose because we're fighting for our survival and existence as a species. Now, I know a lot of people haven't caught up to that yet, but they will.
1: Well, yeah, and you're bringing it to everybody's attention, I tell you. Dr. Sanson, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us. You can reach Dr. Joe Sanson Right there on the banner is Dr. Joe Sanson? It's Joseph Sansone, stub, Uh Joe, thank you for joining us. I'd like to talk to you more at length with this. I know we had a few technical difficulties, but sure. yeah, I would love, and good luck because I know everybody's going to be calling you now.
0: Well, yeah. Let me just add this before I run off here. Your relationship with your politician should be really simple. No, I
1: your agree. Time,
0: your politician does what you tell him to do, and we're tell, we're at war right now. We're under biological warfare, and the governor needs to hear this.
1: Yeah, you're right, doctor, and I hope that Ron DeSantis gets your message and gets it soon, and I really...
0: He will, I can tell you that.
1: We appreciate everything you've done, uh, Joe. Thank you for everything. Thank you. All right, see you you later, bud. That was good to hear from Dr. Joe Sanson. Now, last night, the Lee County REC, that's the Lee County Republican Executive Committee, they voted on this to pass it, to send it on to the governor, and it did pass. But it didn't pass without some heated, to say the least, conversations. And one of those was none other than Andrew Son, who run against Mike Thompson for chairman. I'm going to show this video here, Ford.
3: I'm willing to take a fight, but I'm willing. I know I will lose, and so that's why I'm back up here, and that's fine. But I think principles are what separates us uh, from our Democratic colleagues. And I'm probably one of the only ones um, who watches the Florida Channel. I can tell you right now, it's got the most exciting TV to watch the legislators debate in committee. Uh, but there's a phrase you hear frequently in that committee from the Democratic members. I am all in favor of Bill the blank, the Second Amendment, property rights, freedom. But they always have a caveat on why you should not be free to make the choice to own a weapon, to own property, and that's the debate and the question that we keep hearing from speaker after speaker here at this podium. I believe in personal freedom, but the people who aren't smart enough to make that choice. That debate's been tried, the Democrats use on school choice, it doesn't work. I believe in freedom, but, Mr. Chair? I believe in freedom, but and if we're really that frustrated about the quick uh, process this vaccine went through, then I think we should strengthen this resolution with language, putting that lane at the feet of the person who pushed it forward and that would be President Trump. But this is not about that? Oh, oh no.
1: Now in that video, Andrew son come right out and said, you know, he was against this resolution. He said everybody should have the right to choose whether to take the vaccine or not to take the vaccine. And he said, if you're going to blame it on somebody, let's lay it at the doorstep where it belongs with Donald Trump. And the whole crowd was like, woo! You seen it right there.
2: Well, blaming Donald Trump is foolish to begin with. You know, essentially, we we had our backs up against the wall, Operation Warp Speed. Pfizer's the one who needs to be held accountable along with Dr. Fauci on this, but Donald Trump never mandated it. And now that we've seen the results of it, we definitely have a lot of rights to question it. And a lot of governors like Ron DeSantis should be questioning or possibly potentially pulling Pfizer until more tests have been done. But again, this goes back to what I brought up with Joe. and And that is, this is about knowing your rights and making sure you have them. And this should have never been forced On the American people, and especially not by its government, because I see it as a Ninth Amendment violation. Well,
1: and I'll tell you what was funny I seen a lot of comments and stuff after the Lee County REC meeting was over and the vote was done. Uh, One of the other uh, members walked up to Andrew's son and thanked him. And, you know, he was smiling. And she said, I appreciate you because now I know you was always a never trumper. You proved me right. (laughs)
2: you know that's the point is that this is something that other folks in the 2024 republican primary think that they're going to be able to use against donald trump this is just straight tash talking i know this that when the vaccine came out governors didn't know what to do you had Ron DeSantis on fox and friends talking about taking the vaccine you had everyone talking about now we know what we know and honestly a lot of questions need to be raised particularly a Pfizer, Moderna, whomever it may be, but Donald Trump never forced that vaccine on anyone. That was Joe Biden. Well,
1: and here's something that I I see as, if you are not okay with people trying to ban the jab, then how can you be okay with people trying to ban abortion? So you can't have it both ways. Either, either you are pro-abortion and pro-the-jab uh, or you're anti one or the other. It don't work like that. that y- your fight loses any type of strength when you say that.
2: Well, that's exactly the point is you're talking about consistency of principle and what, what you're hearing here when people blame Donald Trump as politics of convenience in the moment, and that's the exact problem
1: yeah it it was very interesting like i said i I was glad i was glad i got to watch it uh and i was also glad i wasn't
2: there (laughs) well you know the other thing that bothers me is not just are you pro trump pro desantis whatever it may be what scares me among a lot of conservatives and i can say this behind you know on the podcast is very simple even in lee county i hear so many people Tell me how America first they are, and when push comes to shove, they're really not America first. And I think that that's very, very concerning because you know, as we've talked about back when America first first came to, to Southwest Florida, a lot of those people were not Donald Trump people; they were Ted Cruz people or whoever else. And I'm a big Ted Cruz fan, but I know that America first is what is going to get us out of the disasters we're in. And frankly, every day that you're not America first is a day that you're not only hurting Lee County, but you're hurting Florida and America.
1: Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week, right here on the Cracker Culture Podcast, the podcast for real Floridians. For Ford O'Connell and myself, love, peace and gay degrees. Hello smoking joe this is going to sound shocking even to myself
0: mr phillips let's wait till your clock
1: oh give me the clock baby let's talk all right here we go this is going to sound shocking even to myself But I have cause to thank you today, Armour. I want to thank you for replying to my email, which was uh, as unlikely as seeing the skunk ape. Also, I want to thank Irma Lancaster for her reply. My producer will be contacting her shortly. Now that that's out of the way, let's go back on the discussion where you turn off your common sense not to rationalize your actions. First, I have to ask, does the board ever do cost analysis when reviewing Bender's contract? It seems unlikely. It has come to my attention that one board member took the initiative and requested a comparison between the districts, only to be accused of harassment by another board member and a vendor's rep. Yet you continue to renew the contracts, even for vendors who are still under investigation. It seems you already know the outcome will be, and I believe that. You probably do know the future, especially when a contractor goes on a social media site and has a quorum of school board members who support the district gifting him the property of the Fort Myers Beach School for a dollar. Well, that's just beautiful. Now, he said he had a quorum. If this is true, at least four of you members are guilty of violating Sunshine okay now we know that board member jordan is not on an island of herself so she's not part of the quorum and also board member melissa Giovanelli, y'all have absconded her to her own island so she's not part of the quorum so here's the real question that leaves five of you so which one of you did not violate sunshine Or are you all guilty of breaking the law? This should be more than enough to demand a forensic audit and review from the governor. If you haven't seen the video of the quorum video, I will be highlighting it on my show this week. Thank you again, Armour, for replying. Dr. Bernier, you got any property for sale for a buck? You call me. I'll make you a good deal.